0: the Not Great Parents Podcast. I'm Molly, and I'm a not great parent, and this is Nathan, and he is also a not great parent. Not a great parent. Yeah, I almost said it, and he's, and he's a worse parent. But oh, wow. Was, I don't know why. Wow, that feels aggressive. Isn't it feel yeah, weird? That, that, that is very, weird. I don't know why, because I wouldn't even... I don't even believe that. I don't know where that was coming that's from. That's
1: going against everything we're going to talk over, about in of. this episode, about giving a blessing. That feels I know. a little bit uh, like a I curse. think that? You've spoken on me, anyway, but that's okay.
0: I think you're a great parent, but oh, not great. That's right. But not Shoot. great, but no. good. We good. think he's a good parent. So yeah. we, you, you may wonder why uh, we say that we are not great parents, and <laughs> Nathan is a really not great parent. <laughs>
1: We, we we wonder why you, we, we call ourselves not great parents and why Nathan is a horrible, terrible, terrible. no good, very, very bad parent. No, this is good. People <laughs> like this. They, I promise you this. There are people who hate watch this podcast. And in particular, they hate watch it for me. Yes. This is their, favorite, their episode.
0: favorite episode. This is their
1: favorite episode that's ever happened. So.
0: Well, we say that we're not great parents because we don't want to be great parents. Correct. So maybe you get an extra star next year. Then. <laughs> but we say that we don't want to be great parents parents because the world defines greatness for us. The world says that we should be successful and have a lot of money and all the experiences in the world and have a super special skill or thing that that defines us. And the world also says that as parents, we should do that for our children, help them achieve that, get to that. But we, as Jesus lovers and followers, we know that we want to be moving our family and our children and ourselves toward the life that he has said is good. And that, um, may have some of those things. We say that some of the things that the great, the world's greatness defines, but really that isn't our top priority. Our top priority is to be focused on God's goodness. So we don't want to be great parents. Nope. We We want to be good parents.
1: And I think in particular, um, when what we're talking about right now in this series we've been at since the beginning of the year is this idea of family matters right. and not just that great theme song and great sitcom
0: yes. from that,
1: which I can't do because my voice is all scratchy right uh, I now. I can't do but it because I
0: just can't do it. You <laughs> can't do it.
1: But, uh, but really the idea of why do families matter? Why did God put us in families? Right. And we've been talking about lots of different reasons. It's a model for life in the church. Sure. We're actually going to come back to that in a few episodes. But one of the ways that it's a model for the church... Um, is this idea of um, instilling within us an identity in God's kingdom. Right. Right. And in God's family and right. life with God. And we spent a lot of episodes kind of talking about um, this idea of being kind of confident in my identity as a dearly loved right. child of God. And that starts with knowing I'm a dearly, you know, for me, a dearly loved child of Ed and Becky. Right. Right. You know, it, the, the, the specificity of these two people love me and they are for me helps me to accept the love of God for me but it's also true and this is kind of where we're going in this episode and where we're going to kind of go the next couple episodes is this idea of even beyond knowing I'm loved knowing that I have a future right knowing that I have a place and identity in God's kingdom that I'm not just like a mindless drone a robot that kind of exists and I'm the same as everyone else knowing that I have a special, unique purpose in God's kingdom.
0: That he designed and and put into me. Yes. So that I can be part of his kingdom.
1: Yes. And that that is not just something that comes from God. It comes from God. But it comes from God through people to Mm -hmm. me that the way that gets communicated, obviously. And I hear people say this all the time that like if you want to hear God's words and this is not me criticizing or saying this isn't true. You just open up the Bible and you find there, there are lots of great verses in there that say how God feels about you. Yes. But there's also something incredibly powerful. You're not gonna, I'm not going to open up and go to you know, Psalm 62 and open it up and, and have see. this
0: moment. Well, and
1: it's going to say, Nathan Martin has been uniquely <laughs> gifted. to It's not going to say that because that's right, not the yes. way it works. But I might have people in my life who, mm-hmm. being informed by the scriptures, uh-huh. having lived a life with God, and having known me, right. could go, I know Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know the heart of Jesus. And I see in you.
0: This part.
1: Yeah, this this part of what it means to follow God in you. This mm-hmm. specific way he's gifted you. And that becomes this blessing right. that a parent, hopefully, yes. <laughs> gives to their child. And the truth is, many of us never got the blessing of our parents' approval. Mm-hmm our parents calling on our lives and right. we've spent most of our life
0: trying, trying to figure it out right well
1: and trying to get our parents approval right some of the most um anxious adults i know when you get down to it i know it's the joke about what happens in counseling of you know oh you're gonna talk to me about my mom
0: we all got screwed up by our parents it you know a-
1: but i don't even mean about something specific that happened there's a lot of i just really wish my dad would say he was proud of me. yes i really wish they would say i'm a you're a good man. Right. You're, you know, my mom would say, or hey, I you're wish... a great mother. You're a great wife or you're, you're a great woman, you know.
0: Right. I just wish, or I wish they just would have seen something in me that maybe yes. they did, but they never said it to me.
1: Yes. And, and often, I have no
0: idea if they thought that or not.
1: Often it's so difficult for us to speak the words we want to speak to our kids. And sometimes it's harder when no one spoke those words to us. Right. But as parents, we have to find a way to give to our children, the blessing, right. that they, and the blessing they need is to know what we've already said. You're loved and approved by me, mm-hmm. but also there's this calling that God has for your life, mm-hmm. and I can see that in you, and we're really going to be kind of centering this conversation around this book uh, written by Gary Smalley and John Trent, who are, uh, I believe they're family psychologists, but they're also believers. Mm-hmm. They wrote this book, I don't know, 35, 40 years ago at this point.
0: Wait
1: a minute. It's called, this, this edition I have is called The Blessing. But
0: there's, I th- there's an edition called the gift. I right? think
1: there's a newer edition called the gift. Um, and this is an
0: older version. This is from 1990, and it looks
1: like it. It does look. <laughs> it does look old. And um, we're going to be talking through these elements that even now, 40 years later, people are still reading. And I remember when my wife re- read the book; for- she read before I did about seven, eight years ago, and it was revelatory for, her. I mean, there were things that she read and it was like a blessing as it's described there. It's, it was living water to mm-hmm. her soul. It was, this is what I needed. And the book is really centered from, if you didn't get this blessing from your parents, how do you get that from God? Right. But we're on the front end of this, right. which is we can do this right for our kids. And so we want to talk about how do we get this Right.
0: Our words as parents are incredibly powerful yes not only just our words but how we deliver them in which way we're delivering um, what we're saying to them and also just um, you know the moment in which we say them I think is all really relative so we want to kind of just break it down a little bit and talk about you know how to go about doing that so
1: yeah so in this book the blessing um, and I think I, I think it's now called the gift. But the idea around uh, this is that there's really five uh, key aspects in um, uh, of a blessing right. of a family blessing that's kind of given in whether that's from a parent to a child mm-hmm. or whether that's, uh, you know, maybe a grandparent if you're a grandparent listening.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: but, I mean, obviously the key relationship for that to happen would be an parent child kind of relationship. And so the five elements are, uh, first is meaningful touch. Second is a spoken message from the person giving the blessing. Right. right. Uh, the third is the message should be something that uh, conveys high value right. to the other person. Uh, the fourth thing is that you're picturing a special future for okay. that person being blessed. And the fifth thing is it's then an active commitment to that person of, hey, I'm here for you no matter
0: what. Okay. So it looks like I'm going to speak something into somebody else. Yes. Because I love them. and yeah. Because I value them. Right. In a way that is both written and there's nonverbal right. that goes along with it that speaks some sort of future with them and that I will be alongside them along the way.
1: Yeah. So I would, I would try and think of it this way and we'll break down each of those steps. But I think the first thing I would say is to try and get in people's minds what we're talking about. Um, And we've lost this to some degree in our culture um, is these ideas of rites of passage. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this a lot in our um, family ministry of trying to help even families within our church kind of, have these almost like, uh, we call them uh,
0: milestones, milestones
1: often. But really when we first started talking about this eight, nine years ago, we, we were talking about these ideas of rites of passage. And probably the one that's probably both most clear and probably vaguest to most of us, but I think everyone has a kind of cultural idea around, is like a, a bot mitzvah, mm-hmm. right? a ba- a mitzvah, right? A bar bot mitzvah, right? Is this idea of there's this moment
0: mm-hmm.
1: where you've put some work in, mm-hmm. Right. Um, Or I'll also say this, I've been to two of these now, Um, Eagle Scout, if you've ever known Eagle Scout, there's this moment where you've put a lot of effort in, Mm -hmm. you've put work, and then there's a community of people around you Mm -hmm. who look at you and say, we see you as an adult, as a person uh, in our community who is highly valued, who has a future with us. You know, and that's the idea behind this is that children would have this moment where they go, I am... I, you know, it's, as you say, in the, the bar mitzvah, right, is, you know, I am now a man. Right. Like, I have become a man. And I think what ends up happening is in our culture, um, we have these weird moments and they get prolonged to the point that, you know, graduation is supposed to feel that way. Yes. That when a kid graduates, but then when I tell people I got engaged three days after I graduated oh, high wow. school, they're like, you were a baby.
0: Yes. you graduated.
1: But I was supposed to be three days
0: ago. You were a man. That's right. (laughs) You know, and
1: it's like, I'm supposed to be an adult now, but we've prolonged this. And so what ends up happening a lot is for our children. And I know this just from people, my age Mm -hmm. millennials, this is very much true for a lot of millennials is that you're 35, Mm -hmm. but all the standards of what make you an adult, there are a lot of, and I'm not saying these are right standards. I'm saying these are kind of the cultural standards of there are a lot of 35 year olds who I'm not married. Uh I don't have kids. I don't have my career set. So all the things Mm -hmm. that many people thought you were supposed to have kind of at least in the works by the time you're 25. Uh I'm 35 or 40 and I don't have any of those. Maybe I don't even feel like I'm, am I a valuable person person in our culture? Our culture is because we're so individualistic.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: People live with a lot of identitylessness. That's a long way
0: to say Identity crisis?
1: Identity crisis. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that there's this identity crisis. Or a of,
0: lack of just knowing who they are yeah. or where they're headed. That's right. Because I hear people say a lot of times, once I get this in place, then right. that'll happen. Or right. I need to get this first and then that. And, right. and it's a combination of what they want and what the world or these, cult- mm-hmm. you know, culturally what we say should happen at right. those times.
1: And so... I think if we could kind of re-instill in our own way these rites of passage that our kids go through in our own families where there's these moments where I sit with my 12-year-old or my 13-year-old mm-hmm. and I have this moment where I say, "Hey, you're growing up. You know, it's well, time
0: to talk about the birds and the bees." Well,
1: <laughs> I will say this, I actually, you know,
0: why Well, Well, but but I
1: will say this, in my family, that was a thing. We had three boys. Uh
0: Uh-huh. There was a there was a that was a right of passage in your family. We
1: already had had the birds and the bees, you know, right. The how the how
0: to. (laughs) Yes.
1: I mean, I was probably five or six when we were in a science class. You know, we were homeschooled too, so it was my mom, Uh you know, teaching us the mechanics of this is what actually happens. But um there was a we always called it the trip. Where oh. my dad would say, Hey, you're twelve. I think I was twelve, mm-hmm. you know, and my older brother the had trip. already gone. Where you go off and it's a night, you know, you go you go off to like it's
0: just you and your dad, like the kid and the Just bathroom. me and my
1: dad. We'd go up to Atlanta. There would always be some fun thing. Like I remember guys, I was a movie we went and saw like two movies that week. Oh, did. it was like in- Well and I got to go see like I, I went and saw an R-rated movie. Oh. You know, it was like, this yes. is this was like my yeah, adult. You,
0: yes. You, this you, is you. something bigger deal, more special, and more adult-like than yes, you would Yes, this have was done something before. my
1: little brother couldn't go see right. at the movies. And then there was a conversation. It wasn't like mechanics. It was a, hey, here's how to be a Christian man. Yeah. And one of the biggest struggles. And there were lots of conversations we had, but obviously the one that was the bigger yeah. talk was things around pornography and things around that of these are things that you may struggle with Yeah, responsibility
0: around things. And and there
1: was this, there was this moment where the end of it was, and you can always talk to me about this no matter Mm -hmm. what you do. Mm -hmm. You know, I will always love you. You don't ever have to be ashamed. Right. And it still sticks out in my mind as this moment where I kind of realized like, Oh, I'm not a little kid anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not a little kid. And my dad, um, my dad now is like telling me, what it is to be an adult well, and it, he
0: set out that expectation and yes. he is he has guided me to this point and now yes. i have an understanding he has an understanding and he's saying to me and if you have questions come back and we'll continue yes. to talk about this
1: and so my wife has had similar conversations with our daughters where mm-hmm. it's not been like a whole trip but she's taking them out and mm-hmm. just a mommy and me kind of we're out. And then we have a conversation about what it is to go through puberty yes. and what it is, all those, but including what's it going to be like to date? What's mm-hmm. it going to be like? All of those things. And here's how I hope you'll handle those situations. Mm-hmm. And it's this moment where they kind of realize, Oh, I'm not a little kid playing with toy makeup and right. toy, you know, for them. It's now I'm becoming a woman.
0: It's not pretend anymore. It's becoming reality.
1: Yes. And and I think this is the big part is we want to be, because often, and I know this is why you kind of laughed about it, but this is how we often feel. Culturally, we have turned becoming a man or turning into a woman into a biological thing. Oh, absolutely. Happens, you know, because even saying like, you're becoming a man, you're yes. becoming a woman. Everyone starts saying of those awkward puberty talks. Yes. Even just like, your body is changing.
0: Yes. Oh, You
1: know, all those (laughs) kind of things. And everyone's really awkward. But the truth is we do believe there is a spiritual, mental, emotional component, not just a physical component to becoming an adult, that we want to instill into our children confidence, as we've been saying. Right. Going into that time. And not just confidence in themselves, but confidence of themselves in God's
0: kingdom. Right. And who they are going to be in in God's kingdom. Who they already are in God's kingdom. And, And... that they would see that as well so that they would begin to see themselves as a member of god's kingdom that then blesses others within the kingdom
1: so i would say to to parents who are listening All these elements of the blessing should be things that are just commonplace in your home, as we're going to talk through them. Mm -hmm. But I also would like to say there probably should be, and maybe you, and hopefully, you know, if it's you and your spouse, or if you're a single parent, you would put some genuine thought into, how can I have a moment, especially as my kids entering those 12 to 13, 14 years, Mm -hmm. right, where I sit down and I give them... There's a moment, and maybe it's a special trip, or maybe it's a special, you know, yeah. meal, and we all sit together, and there's a moment where me as the parent, mm-hmm. right, um, can sit, or maybe it's both parents, just uh-huh. depends on what works for, for, for you guys, there is this moment where the blessing kind of happens in a more formal way, mm-hmm. it should be happening frequently. But there is a benefit to ceremony. Molly, for those who don't know, loves ceremony, you know, and loves to make. And I think that's that actually is a really important gift that Molly brings to our our team is there is a thing of ceremony. It helps things stick out in my mind a little bit Mm -hmm. more, you know, one that was maybe not the best. I think it was good intentions wasn't the best. When I was 13, we had a purity banquet at the oh, church. Oh, yes.
0: Well intended. It I probably it was sticks very out well in your intended, mind in some way. But
1: I can remember everything. I can remember what I was wearing because we all had to get dressed up for it. It was like a little mini prom or something was kind of the idea behind it. It was like, a, you know, it was yeah. very much intended to be like a sexless prom. You know, it's like everyone gets dressed up and goes to the church and
0: never have sex. And promise
1: no I'm never having sex. No hotel married,
0: rooms after that That's prom. right.
1: Even once I'm married, we don't have sex. Yes.
0: Purity but forever.
1: it was very, very well-intentioned, but the way it all went about was in probably Execution not the best wasn't as way. Great. Yeah. But all of that to say, I think there is a benefit to having a moment where you sit down with your child and you kind of plan it out. Right. I don't mean a speech, but you, you've given thought no. to your child and
0: their wiring.
1: huh The way that which
0: God made them.
1: Yes, and give. Thought to how to do this, so let's just talk through the elements. I think
0: right, and when we say blessing, I know we use the the trip or the setup. sure. We're speaking anything that you would want to speak into your child oh, that yes. is that is something that is Thank really important to you to yeah. be speaking it. So it may be something as much. I mean, it may be about their body. It may be something related to that. Sure, but it may be something about the way in which you see that they're gifted and how yeah. they would in turn, you know you want to help them see that. So we'll we'll give some examples, but I just want to clarify that it, it you know, we we use that as an example, but there's a lo- million ways you're blessing your children. Yes. And that is something we can't tell you exactly. Yes. It, but it is it does have to do with blessing them in a way that helps them see themselves in God's kingdom. That's
1: right. So the first element is meaningful touch, which for many of us already Feels so uncomfortable to even say, you know, but I think it's so important and we, we miss this, especially at these ages of 12, 13, 14. And I just want to say this to begin with. If I have four daughters, if you're a dad and you have daughters, the importance of having meaningful touch especially as they're growing through those teenage years. I know a lot of dads who get kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. because they're like, you know, because you're used to your four-year-old coming and sitting in your lap. And, you know, right. you know, they kind of come up and they're hugging you and kissing you yeah. and all those kind of things. And now you've got a 14-year-old and you're like, I feel weird for them to come sit in my lap and all these things. So obviously it changes. But I I know dads who used to be very physically affectionate when their daughter was little. But then just because... They're like, I just don't know how to do this. The problem is, if you can't, I think mom's for sons as well. If if you don't find out how to give them meaningful, affectionate uh-huh. um, touch, then unfortunately in these awkward years, they begin to assume the only way to have affectionate
0: touch is something sexual. Right. I have sons, and I am not an overly physically affectionate person. Right. And so um, I learned not too terribly long ago that my oldest child, that touch, physical touch mm. is important to him. So for him, often, if I'm trying to say something, I will just put my hand on his shoulder. Yes, and that's look meaningful. Him in the eye. That yes. is meaningful to him, and that does not feel uncomfortable to me. Yes. If we hug... I no longer allow us to, like, pat each other, like, during the hug, and I say, just, just, both of us just put our hands on each other, like, in squeeze or whatever, because otherwise it feels too, like
1: kind of weird. But
0: I mean, my point is you don't have to, it doesn't have to be these huge things. No, 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 no. For me, it's made a huge difference in in what and when I communicate with him. That has made a huge difference.
1: Well, and I think we're going to talk about this in a future episode about the love languages, but especially if your child has that. I'd say even if they don't have one child who physical touch um, is just an uncomfortable thing for her. But I know, and I've had to find just throughout the years of you know, what works for her. But I know that when we're having important conversations, I'll even say, is it okay if I, if I touch your shoulder right now? Or Mm -hmm. is it okay if I hug you right now? Or is it okay for this? Because I want her to know my affection for you doesn't change. Mm -hmm. Even if this is a disciplinary conversation Uh or even in moments where I'm really proud of you, I want you to know this is an important part. And, you know, we forget sometimes we treat ourselves like we're just intellectual beings. We treat ourselves if we're just maybe even spiritual Uh. beings, and we treat our body as if it's lesser, um, which has honestly, we're talking about sexuality a lot in this episode. It has led to a lot of our sexuality problems is we treat sex as if it's purely biological Mm -hmm. and that it somehow is separated from the rest of me. All of us is intertwined. Mm -hmm. And so... When I'm speaking truth to somebody or I'm speaking love to somebody, being able to have some kind of meaningful touch, as you said, if it's a hand on the shoulder, or if you have, I often will say to my daughters, especially if we're having a disciplinary conversation, can I come sit next to you? Mm-hmm. Can I come sit next? And even if we're just sitting there and, you know, our legs are touching one another right? or we're just having a moment where we're both remembering, oh, we're on the same side. Right.
0: I mean, it's a form of nonverbal com- communication. Correct. And that for some people is as important, if not yes. more than the words that are spoken. Yes. And so you have to plan to be intentional with that as much as the words that you're going to say.
1: Let's talk about the words you're going to say, which is okay. the second part, which is you do also have to have a spoken message. Now, right. when I, when it's I, like
0: you can't just go put your hand on their shoulder
1: and just say, Hey,
0: no, no words.
1: <laughs> good guy. You're no, a good guy.
0: No, no. <laughs> you need to have
1: spoken. Now, a spoken message. We don't mean a scripted thing. And, and maybe it is. I will say for some people, sometimes. And for some personality types, like I could see one of my daughters would love it if I had written something. Like a bullet pointed
0: message? No, no,
1: I mean like a letter and read it to her and then let her keep the letter. I think something like that, because Uh words, once again, we'll get to that. The words really matter to her. So maybe something very formal would work. But that may feel too, you know, stiff and rigid for you. And you're like, that's a little uncomfortable. It feels too formal. Mm -hmm. So we don't mean that. What we mean is that you have a moment. Where you sit with your child and you, and you say, and then what's coming in the next three are what the spoken message is. Right. Okay. So the next one is you speak the high value of the person. So right. when you start, you say, hey, I just want you to know, you, and I, I don't, I don't, these are things we feel, but we don't always know how to say, hey, I cherish you. Yes. You are a gift to
0: me. Yes.
1: You know, you are somebody who, when I think about you, I just, this morning, someone has given me a gift recently and I use it all the time. And every time I use it, I think of that person and I mm-hmm. thank God for that person. Well, I took a picture of it this morning and sent it to him and just said, hey, thank you for this gift. You know, I love it. I love you. And every time I use it, I get to think how thankful I am for you. It's this way of saying, uh-huh. you are a person of high value in my life. hmm You know, you are a person who really matters to me. You are not just, you know, sometimes we treat love as a commodity. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, I, I have a daughter right now who has a little bit of a crush on somebody, but it's because she found out that that boy had a crush on her and you know it's that moment and everyone knows this first oh, yeah. i like that you like me
0: uh-huh you make me feel special yes because you like me and, it, and you could like anybody in this room but you like me
1: yes and i didn't say this to her but in that way love becomes very transactional oh
0: yes uh, you i think know. we talked about that before yes too, that? it
1: becomes so as long as you like me and i like you it's it's isn't it isn't it uh lovely to be loved it's yes. like that it's like yes. i like it's nice to be nice. I love to be, nice. to be loved. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like we're, we're both being nice as long as it works. But it's, there's a difference to saying you're this treasure.
0: Uh-huh. You and are this thing that even if— I'm so thankful for you and that you matter so much to me. And those words so like precious and treasure and, you know, those things are convey that to me. I think being specific is incredibly important. And um, I had a teacher back in, gosh, a long time ago, but in my senior year of high school, it was a, uh, she was a literature teacher, and one of the things that she did, she had all these adjectives written on her wall, and I'm talking thousands. She had white paper all over her wall, and then she just scripted different adjectives all over her wall. And every time we turned in a big assignment, um, we would have, we would have a ceremony mm-hmm. for it. And she would, she's like my perfect teacher in this my is mind. This your, is all, love this languages. is all, totally making sense as to why I'm using it. People the, don't
1: know that the sixth love language and it's only for Molly is centerpieces. <laughs> yes. Centerpieces are a certain this love is language. It.
0: Yes, that is true. Well, so her name was Miss Vandervoort and she would put on this graduation cap and gown and she would hold your paper, your presentation and she would say, this is Molly's this was Molly's paper, and, and she wouldn't talk about your grade, she would say, and these are two or three things that Uh-oh. really stick out about yes. this paper, and the, then she would connect it back to who you were as a person. Right. And you can see Molly's, you know, X, Y, or Z come out in this paper, and nobody's were the same that's great and she spoke that into us each time yes and then she did it so I would say we had I don't know at least once a quarter if not more we had some sort of ceremony and All every right. paper she never wrote excellent at the top of it it was always some other great adjective but I mean I still know some of them in my brain yes. you know and and she spoke that into us and she often would say you yep. That you would have you would be able that would continue throughout your life, that those words would yes. probably stick with you throughout your life, and they do. But what was so cool is it was never generalized, it was never right. good job. It was a building into us right. and a projection for how we could do better in the future.
1: specific about the things they do wrong. Oh
0: it's so easy to be specific about that.
1: Because well because you have I will to say be, this. it's
0: often corrective of the wrong behavior. Yes,
1: I would say this if you're very general about what they do wrong, you got someone if you're coming in just going, you're a stinky little pig.
0: Yeah, all right. Or, gosh, you're, a nasty, you're a terrible kid. You're a
1: nasty little worm. Yeah. Not for anything you did. Just no, in general.
0: It just, it just that's who you are. Right.
1: But this is my point. Obviously I don't I really hope none of us are general with our negative things we say, because we're saying something very specific. And mm-hmm. I will say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I've got a covenant correct. You didn't clean something up off on the floor. But often we're frustrated. So we go, why don't you ever clean it? You're such a floor. slob. Yeah, or we do say, you're you're such a slobber. oh, you don't ever do your work. You're so lazy. Mm-hmm. You're whatever. And obviously those things, not good. We don't want to say it. But even if they are things that need to be said, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I really need, you're not cleaning your room. You need to do this. It's very specific. And then we're very general with our praise, which right. is, Hey, I love you. You're a great kid. You do, you know, you're, you're, I'm so proud of you, which are all good things that should be said, but it does help when it's specific. And I say, I love you so much. And one of the things I love about you, one of the things I love about you, one of the things that makes me so proud to be your dad, Uh X, Y, Z.
0: Right. And we do that uh, more. I've done it more with my younger one because for, for longer with him than I did with my older one, but we, I do it with both of them often. When I'm tucking them in at night or something like that, we'll say, you know, I love you. I say the same thing. I love you. I believe in you. I'll see you when the sun comes up. We say yes. that every night. But often, um, we'll play basically the, the I love you game. Right. <laughs> they call it that. But we don't just say I love you. You have to say something specific as to sure. why. And it can't be I love you because you're nice. Right. It could It could be I love that you did this today. Sure. It could be, I loved when I saw you be kind to somebody else. Right. It is, or it could be, I love, you know, I love that when you were upset about something, you chose joy instead of the feelings that you had. And so... But for them to hear me say that I recognize them in those moments and then as a parent to hear them say some of those things too is actually... It's not always rewarding because sometimes it doesn't come out that way. But it is important that I'm saying those things. With my older one, I try to do it much more in the moment because... I feel like if I don't do it, I'll miss the moment sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah, those are other ways to kind of just be specific.
1: So I think being specific on that is good. The next part that also is helpful, and maybe you don't have to be as specific on this, but, but once again, making it unique to the child is then you picture a special future for that child, which is why I think it's better that the kind of more, you know, rite of passage kind of moment happens yes. when they're in their 12 to 14. Cause to say to your five-year-old, some specific future, you know, and they're yes. like, I'm going to be a veterinarian. Who's also a fighter pilot. And then uh, you're like, you know, I really can see you both somehow being a fighter pilot and a yes. veterinarian. It doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. but when you
0: sit with your third, 13- you can be anything you want. Yes. <laughs> I can when be all those sit, things.
1: When you sit with your 13 year old and you say, Hey, look, you have such a, you have such a brilliant mind or you have, you're so creative Mm -hmm. or you're so helpful or people seem to listen to you every time you speak. And I think one day you're going to, you're going to, you're going to be a leader.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I regularly say to my girls, especially in times where we're having disciplinary kind of conversations where something has not gone right. And I will say to them, Hey, I know, I know today didn't go. Normally after I've done a correction, I try to sit with them and go, Hey, I know, I want you to know that even though, I'm not. I'm disappointed in the way you handled this or I'm frustrated by the way you handled this. I want you to know, I still think you are smart and capable. And I think one day you're, and I think this is true for all four of my girls. They have so much leadership in them. And I said, I think, I said, you, one day you're going to be someone people are going to want to listen to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, people are going to want to follow what you say.
0: Mm-hmm. You need to try your
1: best to be someone who's worthy of people following you. But I can see this in you that you're going to be the person who's going to do this. Being able to outline for them, um, you know, I see this in you. Mm-hmm. That's a huge thing. Um, and I think any of us, you know, adults, hopefully all of us at some point have had somebody
0: mm-hmm.
1: speak into us and say, this is where I see things going for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, I talked before we filmed about this idea of calling,
0: mm-hmm. you know, often
1: every every believer at some point. God calls us to something, you know, and I don't mean to a job or a career. I mean Mm -hmm. that he calls us to become a kind of person, and it's in our own unique kind of way. And I remember when I was, uh, I would have been 12 or 13, um, and I remember exactly where I was. I was telling you I was over in what's now our multi-purpose building. I know the exact room we were in. Um, And I remember we had taken a spiritual gifts test. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you take it's like a personality test, but it kind of reveals, hey, what might be the thing that God has kind of gifted you to do? And there was a a small group leader at the time uh, named Billy, and he uh not Billy Bill C though, for those of you who are long time <laughs> not Billy long Bill time, C.
0: No. He was also a leader.
1: Not that Billy. And he um <laughs> he said, because I had been given the gift of prophecy is what it uh, said. Okay and i said does that mean i can see the future and everyone laughed and he said no he said what it means is those, a, a person who is a prophet is somebody who can see things in the spiritual realm like mm-hmm. in what god what god is up to in the world that other people can't all see and you can make clear to people what maybe yeah who god is and what he's like and he said i see that in you because he goes when we have discussions here, you seem to have an understanding of God that other people don't. And the way you speak, you're willing to speak hard truth to people about what God might have them do that they don't want to. Because I think when you grow up, you're going to be doing something like that. At that time, I wanted to be a musician, and I thought, absolutely, absolutely not. not.
0: But, huh, interesting concept, man.
1: But I, I still held on to it. And the other day, I was thinking about... Uh, it'd be hard not to see that what I do now in a career and what I do in our church is not in some way using that. that gift yeah. that that guy saw in me when I was 12 and what that built into me mm-hmm. over my lifetime Is occasion. I'll just look back and go, wow, uh-huh. I guess I am really doing that Yeah, and, and doing that. And it's just being able to say that to our kids.
0: Oh, yeah, because think about this. If he hadn't had said that. Right. If he had just kept that to himself. Yeah, people right might be
1: listening to terrible music written by Nathan Martin.
0: <laughs> yeah, we might all be listening. Yeah, instead you get to listen to this podcast. That's <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but what, I mean, the, it the is... The music that got robbed from people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it, it is easy to miss an opportunity to speak into somebody. Yes. And that's what you have to remember yes. is is that we want to continue to speak that into them. And, and then... At the end of it all, we want to say, and I'm going to be here alongside with you to help you right. do that. You know, that that fifth part is that active commitment of the blessing and right. an active commitment to them throughout that. So, you know, with our kids, it's I can, you know, I can see you becoming a leader and, you know, I, I'm going to be here to help you through that. Or yes. um, if that's something that you want, I will help you pursue that. That's or, right. You know, or well, or I think, just be there. I'm going to be there to celebrate you in that. That's and right. All those different things. That matters. Yes. That I you think you are there too.
1: I think being able to tie what you see in the future to what they're doing now. And I don't mean necessarily that you need to. Speak into the future and no. feel like I oh I have this confidence of who my kid's going to become. But I think you can look at who they are now and say if you let that continue to develop, if you let God develop that once again the positive things, right? right that you're looking at, you say, you man, you're you're always looking. I have one daughter who, who she just she hates when anyone is left out or anyone yes. is picked on. Being able to say to her, you know, if you grow up. And you'll let God use that. I can see you being someone who really looks out for the poor or looks out for people who are oppressed Mm -hmm. or really takes a stand against injustice in the name of Jesus. I can see you doing that, being able to speak that into our kids. And even if that's not what develops, we trust God's going to develop something else. Mm -hmm. But it's giving them a vision for their future that is not social media influencer. (laughs) You know know what I mean? Because everyone else, or it's not something that's going to require an $100,000 student loan. Uh-huh. You know, because everything that's getting kind of thrown at
0: them is this is, big thing, this is this greatness thing.
1: We so. want to speak the goodness of God into them because they are being spoken the other things, right? You know, they are being spoken into that. Hey, your 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 best bet is to try and you know get people to pay attention to you on TikTok or get them to pay attention to your body.
0: Right. And that's and God has you know, designed us all yes. with these things. Yes. And we don't always see them. That's and right. so as parents, we, you know, our commitment to God and to our children is to help them see those things. That's right. And so that requires us to speak those things into them. That requires us to come alongside them. That requires us to steer them toward those things because there's a place for everybody in God's kingdom to utilize those gifts that He's intentionally put inside of us.
1: And so I think, as we're being practical, I think the really the next step on this is if you've got kids in that 12, 13, 14, I'd even say if they're older, 15 or 16, and you just kind of miss that window, for you to still be able to say, hey, let's maybe have a dinner.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's have a trip.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe it's just one, one-on-one one parent, or maybe you get both parents to do it. Maybe you even bring in some people. Maybe you bring in their small group later. Oh, yeah. Maybe you bring in... Um, grandparents, you bring in other significant adults to speak into this. I will say this, bring in adults. This is to give them a spiritual blessing. Don't just bring in adults, and I know this may be hard for some of us, who do not share our spiritual heritage. Right. In other words, don't bring in people who aren't believers because we're trying to speak into what God right. has for them. It doesn't mean that the other stuff they say, you know, a coach who is really influential, yeah, it they're great. Yeah, doesn't
0: mean influences aren't. Yeah, often, they matter so. and they're good things. But we're talking about influencing our children into the goodness of God, right? And so, therefore, these things that are spoken to them need to be spoken to them from somebody else who yes has that same value, has also prioritized God in their life in that. And way.
1: if you're like us and you've got younger kids, you know, you've got one that's approaching that age. I do, uh, who's pretty much already there. And um, you know, but if you've got younger ones, who we both have younger ones, maybe start kind of collecting thoughts of. What do I see in finding ways, small ways throughout the day to have a meaningful touch or a spoken, mm-hmm. you know, a spoken word that says, hey, you're highly valued or yeah. here's a little bit. Because once again, these moments should be happening frequently. Yes. But then to have a concentrated moment mm-hmm. where there's a little bit of ceremony around it, it might stick out in their mind of, oh, I remember when my mom and dad sat down. And I would I, I want to say this is we're kind of wrapping up. And then I would pray over your child. Oh, yes. Have a moment and once again, meaningful touch. We we lose this, but there is something to it. If you've ever had people lay hands on you while they pray, you know, place a hand on your shoulder. Or I know this one's really weird. I, I never ask people to do this, but I've done this before, placing the hand on the head. And that one feels yeah. really weird because if you don't know the person, they're like, "Why is your hand on my head or my face or yes. you know whatever?" This, is. but there the is The
0: face some, might be a little much. There's for something. Me.
1: There's something in that. <laughs> yeah, no, don't breathe. Don't breathe. Smother their <laughs> smother their nose or
0: hold their cheek.
1: <laughs> but there is something to, I will say, honestly, for your child, there is something special. And I've done this before where with my daughters, I'll get face to face with them and I'll place my head, yes. my forehead on their head and my hands on the sides of their cheek. Yeah. And there is something, so there's something very intimate and special and it sticks out in your mind as I'm praying over you and I'm praying over your future mm-hmm. and I'm praying this commitment to you mean, there's something powerful. Oh yeah! Um, and obviously, this has to be a life. One moment's not going to fix everything. Like don't run that's ever up and happened.
0: just grab their face and pray real quick, and yes. that's it. Okay, like, we're, we're good. But these are these are various things that combined make a huge difference.
1: And we want to do this frequently. Um, it in won't little be ways. weird if you're
0: doing it frequently yes, and in lots so of ways. If you're just, you know, going, okay, you know, yes. all the way to the end. Yes. <laughs> And doing some huge thing that feels very strange, that would be... Your kids probably remember it, one, but it may not have the impact that you want it to have. And so, um, you know, we do want this to be frequent things. But then, yes, there are things that need to be almost ceremonial and intentional um, for some kids at different ages. So we hope this is helpful to you all. I know that, um, you know, it's just something that is easy to kind of get out of yeah. being intentional about we think we do it, we thought we did it, we maybe hoped we did it. But really, you know, speaking blessings and gifts over our children is hugely important in yes. in helping them be confident in, in who they are and in God. So we hope this is helpful. If you you have questions, comments, anything you want to say to us, just say hello. There's a link in the show notes at the bottom um and you are welcome to use that we want to hear from you so otherwise we will see you next week have a good week take care i know can you believe it